Okay, so we've certainly had some horrible ideas over the years. Many, countless, many, countless many horrible ideas. ideas. I think the worst idea we ever had involved a trampoline. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> it involved water. I should say, though, it was not a water trampoline. It was not meant to be in the water. It didn't work once it was in the water, certainly. It was... It, it took us probably... I don't know how... how <laughs> Hold on. How long would you say? Maybe an hour, two hours? No, it was more than an hour. It was less than an hour. <laughs> to get it there and back, I think it was more than an hour. But how many people? There was probably like eight or nine people involved. So basically our idea, we were up north and our idea was to take a normal trampoline and put it in the water because we had always seen other people who had the actual water trampolines, the one meant for the water. And I think we were jealous of that idea. However, <laughs> safe to say it was a bit of a uh, disaster. So, a lot of it. Yeah, just, just, just a bit. So I have a PhD, so I'm pretty smart, but this is probably one of my worst ideas to make a water trampoline out of a regular trampoline. <laughs> you certainly led the charge on this. You were like, hey, you know what sounds great? I've seen so many great, fun trampolines in lakes, and we should have one. So let's move our trampoline from the ground to level where it is even with the water. And mind you, there, it's not just a grass down to the beach kind of thing. You have to go over a break wall that's two or three feet high. So it was a very difficult endeavor. A concrete wall for those who are unaware. Yes. It's just a straight concrete wall. <laughs> With, with rocks at the bottom of it that you have to step <laughs> on. <laughs> yes. But Once like we got the, best- the trampoline into the actual water, I don't know what we expected, but basically every time you jumped, the water would just suck your feet down and you couldn't get any sort of like traction. Like you couldn't jump. It would just suck down into the water. I think was- the trampoline lasted maybe, what, five minutes in the water before we took it back out? Well, I think we took a break and then we took it back out. Because I don't think we wanted to just immediately get it in and be like, oh, wow, we were very stupid. And then immediately take it back out. I think we braked for like lunch or something. Because it was like, we had to have maybe, what, eight people move that? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people required to move a full-size trampoline down a, a concrete wall into water. <laughs> and do you want to know the best part? I, I'm pretty sure that I was the mastermind behind this. And I don't remember ever being a part of carrying the trampoline I feel like I just delegated (laughs) you were were the supervisor you were just delegating work basically I certainly remember helping carry the trampoline I do do not I think you 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 must have been directing you were like all right you're good you're good (laughs) I remember like probably I don't know maybe two three years ago we all agreed over text that it definitely was Maybe one of the only times you've been wrong in your entire life and you fessed up to it. You were like, no, I was, I was definitely wrong on that one. Thank you for saying that. This is something I can use uh, later in an argument with my fiance who claims that I do not fess up when I'm wrong. It just happens so rarely that you don't hear it very often. But when I'm wrong, I admit it. It just almost never happens. We have it on recording now. So <laughs> it's solidified. You heard it here. She heard fessed here, up folks. once. <laughs> One time in her entire life. (laughs) A one-hit wonder. (laughs) 
Hello. Welcome. To? <laughs> Research rank repeat. I'm one of your co-hosts, Alyssa, and I don't know what my other co-host, Hannah, was doing right there. Hannah's had a couple white claws already, so she's, uh, she's, <laughs> I don't even know, I can't. My God. Well, it's a great time for Hannah to be downed a couple of white claws mm-hmm. because we have a special guest today yes, and she exci- certainly <laughs> likes drinking white claws, but, but also just, just, she fits in with our, our aesthetic of drinking during the podcast. She's not an alcoholic. I'm just, I just, you know, <laughs> good God. What an intro. Oh God. No, this is exciting though. We have our first guest we've ever had. Well, minus mom's impromptu yes. showing up. And that doesn't count though. Cause it's not planned. No, but we have our first guest and uh, one of the first people who test listened, I believe to our podcast I'm thinking yes, that's correct. Certainly. But yeah, I think it's fitting that we uh, we have her on finally because she's been our uh, <laughs> biggest supporter probably. The only one who can stand to listen to us week after week <laughs> and not get fed up. But yeah, so uh, we have our cousin Tara on with us. Woo, this Be- is where it'd be good to have the cheering, you know, the fake applause. Champion, champion, champion. Champion, champion. Tara, do you want to share as little or as much information as you want to about yourself? Yes, I would like to. Greetings, everyone. This is Dr. Tara Stottle. I have a PhD in history, so Um, I'll be bringing some nice historical knowledge at you guys today on the step up stuff. But uh, (laughs) I'm excited to be here. I'm I'm ready and super psyched. <laughs> You're basically yeah. providing what Alyssa and I cannot provide, which is actual educational, historical like knowledge. No. We just spew nonsense. Yeah, last episode, Hannah let me have a science minute. So That's I got that aspect down. We now have our, our history, you know. Mm-hmm. We got Hannah. <laughs> her, her excessive knowledge. Of television shows. True. Is that a compliment or should I be offended? No, you, you just got, you got a lot of knowledge about television shows. That's you you're, the humor. Hannah yeah, the humor. The humor. Yes. Yeah, you provide all of the dry humor and sarcasm that this podcast uh, thrives off of. I'm just here for the laughs and the jokes basically is what I'm here for. Exactly. But yeah, we thought, so we're doing Step Up, the Step Up franchise. We figured we should bring the person on who introduced us to the Step Up franchise. It was only fitting because the first time we watched it was actually with Tara. Yes. Probably Tara, up north. You, no, it was at their house. Oh, was it? I was going to say, Tara, do you remember when we watched Step Up for the first time? Because I do, but I'm just, if you want to tell that, you certainly can. I'm pretty sure. So I grew up playing ice hockey and- Every summer we'd have like a sleepover thing with the whole team. So I, I was either in middle school or early high school, no older than like 14. Everyone on my girls travel hockey team came over and slept over at my house. And my cousins, Hannah and Alyssa were also there for the weekend or the week or whatever to hang out in the summer. So we all were there to sleep over and there's probably like 20 girls in our basement And someone brought Step Up, or maybe it was my DVD because I was obsessed with it at the time. And yeah, so I remember it was a bunch of like preteens and teens watching Step Up for the first time. (laughs) 
Yes. I have a very distinctive memory of either playing Never Have I Ever or something of the sort yeah. where we were told, Hannah and I were told to close our ears for a conversation that occurred. I certainly did not close my ears, but I, I pretended to close my ears. Um, someone also took a picture with uh, toilet paper stuffed in their bra to make their boobs look bigger. I specifically remember that as well. It was, um, it was 10 fingers. Oh, 10 fingers. Where you okay. put a finger down, which is basically well, never have I basically ever. basically never have I ever, yeah. Yeah. Essentially the same thing. Yeah, that was a good time. I also remember that like the whole toilet paper bra thing, we did like a fashion shoot for some girl. We had a fan going yes. and we like did her makeup and hair because she was sending like semi nudes to a boy. <laughs> like she was very much in clothing. Oh, yeah. Like, she's wearing, she was sending suggestive photos to a yes. boy. Yes. yes. It's what we thought were nudes when we were like 13 and they yes. were not nudes Certain. at all. Turns out they were not. <laughs> God. I actually don't remember that. I don't think I was old enough to even know what was happening. Well, Hannah, you don't remember anything. That's true. I mean, I have a pretty bad memory. But yeah, I mean, we wanted to bring you on because we were like, it it only makes sense to bring the person Mm -hmm. who introduced us to this wonderful film franchise. But in addition to being that, you also, I mean, you kind of do it all. Is that is that fair to say? (laughs) Yes, that is very fair. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're you're a scholar. You're a doctor technically yeah and you also have your own business it's true yeah so I actually run a writing tutoring and editing business called Terristotle Tutoring LLC if you google that you can find my website it's probably like the fourth or fifth hit down because I don't have a ton of hits on google but you will find me and I have competitive prices and I really love working people I do it all online remotely so wherever you are in the world you have a computer and internet connection I can work with you on your writing needs of any kind. But yeah, we'll definitely put the uh, links to your social media and website and everything like that on our Instagram for this week. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think we should step into it. We should step up to the task at hand. Alyssa did a better job. Okay. You know what? It's hard to be this good all the time. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. So I, I got a little bit of background on the Step Up franchise. Um, so it was created by Dwayne Adler, who also wrote the screenplay for um, Save the Last Dance, which was a 2001 mm. film, if you're familiar with it. So the Step Up franchise, it includes five films. It also has a spinoff international film and a television series. And it's grossed $650 million worldwide. It began in 2006 with the original Step Up, and I believe the last one was 2014? It was either 2014 or 2015. I I can't remember. I forgot to to write down all the, like, specifics that I normally do. Yeah, so it was 2014. Um, So that's pretty much all I got just on the franchise itself. I mean, I got um, some on the actual films themselves, but in terms of a franchise, that's all I have. Uh, I think one of the things I just wanted to bring up to you guys because I've noticed it watching is it's it's interesting with Step Up because you can tell a lot of the later films, you get the sense that the actors and actresses were more dancers who decided to do film. Because I think some of the acting at times can come off as a bit like cheesy or like not that great, but the dancing mm-hmm. always seems to be good. So I think obviously the people who are doing it are more dancers who maybe became actors or dancers who just were looking for something to expand to. Because a lot of these people who are on these movies, like you know, like Twitch, you see Twitch, you see like um Jenna Dewan and Channum Tating and 
There's a lot of other <laughs> Chan Tating. Channing. Channing Tatum. Sorry. Wait, 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 Anna, what did you say? I think I said Channing Tate. What did I say? I don't even know. <laughs> you said Channing Tating. Channing Tating. I gotta write that down. Um, but you get a lot of these people who have made a career out of become or out of being choreographers, out of being dancers. And so I think in addition to having choreographers who are going to be doing all these dances you get input from the actors themselves and the actresses themselves which i think probably helps okay um we can we can get into the first step up which was 2006 film and it was directed by annie fletcher who also directed 27 dresses and the proposal so both solid films solid films so the movie received mostly negative reviews uh, but it actually had a lot of box office success. The budget was $12 million and worldwide it ended up grossing over $114 million. I don't know if you looked this up, but isn't it that the Step Up franchise is one of the most like highest franchises like internationally? Yeah, um, it had, they had they had really good international success yeah. with the franchise, which I guess makes sense. You know, dance is one of those things that's universal. Right. That's seen all over the world. Um, so there, it had a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which I do not understand. No, because some of the other films had a lot higher, and I was like, mm, I don't know if that's fair. Um, and it was an hour and 43 minutes long. It was PG-13. Normally, we do a description. I thought it'd be more fun if I found a review on Rotten Tomatoes that I thought was just, like, humorous and read that to you. Okay. So this was off of Rotten Tomatoes. It says, a teen romance with too little plot and not enough dancing. I was like, eh. <laughs> okay. And okay. um, cinema score of A minus, Metacritic score of 48 out of 100. Um, what's your like initial thought or, or reaction to the movie? Because it's, I mean, this is a movie we've obviously, all of us have seen multiple times. But Ye- I haven't seen it in a couple years. Yeah, so so I have not, prior to this, um, watching them all together, I had not seen all of the movies. I had only seen a few of them, but the first one I've probably seen at least five plus times or seen parts of it on TV. Like it's one of those movies that if it's on, I will, I'll sit wherever it is and watch the rest of it. So my first thought was just like me being excited and remembering how good the soundtrack is. Like the soundtrack of like the first couple movies in general, but the soundtrack is great. It's a really good collection of music. That and that intro song I had as my ringtone, my wake up ringtone for a very long time. So I like got like flashbacks where I'm like, I'm wide awake and I'm like, oh my God, I have to wake up. That's funny. My first impression was, oh my God, the mid 2000s fashion. And I was like, I wore some of that and I'm so ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Like I definitely noticed that it's funny because even the, I think it was the, I want to say it was the fourth film. It was probably like early 2010s. I was like, oh, these outfits, like, I I definitely remember this being in fashion. I think it's interesting, though, like, this film, there's a lot of, like, contrasting elements and a lot of contrasting scenes. Like, at the beginning, they do um, sort of the shots where they're showing, you know, the dance school. What's this? I don't even know what the school's called. It's uh, It's like the Maryland (laughs) School of the Arts. Yeah. And kind of contrasting that with where, like, Tyler's at and, and showing these different... It's like showcasing different types of dance, different backgrounds, different right. like uh, economic 
differences between juxtaposition between the two yeah i I probably haven't watched this movie in a couple years but i think when we do these podcasts like i I pay a lot more attention because i'm trying to pick up on these details and, and stuff i haven't noticed before but there were a couple scenes that i never really i kind of thought of as throwaway scenes and I, I listened to them and I actually like really listened to them. And I, I think there's some scenes that are actually really interesting at showing sort of that conflict between like how, just how far apart and how different these, these two worlds are. And like with Tyler coming to this school and like, there's a scene where he's talking with the principal and you can just tell that they're, they're so far apart. Can I bring some historical yes. uh, <laughs> critique ahead. and commentary? Certainly. Okay. Certainly. So, this, so this takes place in Baltimore maryland and it was it came out in 2006 we can assume it's like based in 2005 2006 maybe mm-hmm. so it's dealing with a genre hip-hop dancing and hip-hop music that is primarily black american music it's a genre that was created by black americans and baltimore in 2006 had a population of 67 percent black 21 percent white it's a little bit it now in 2021 it's like 62% black 30% white or something it but it sent this centers white characters as we will see a theme throughout the movies but i just mm-hmm. i feel like that was a missed opportunity to if you're going to deal with something that should be more typical of like like trying to show the culture or show the movement why not if you're going to use a form of dance and music that is traditionally black and in a city that is more black than it is white, it's majority black. Why wouldn't you have more black characters or like, I get that there are like black supporting characters, but I also see that as kind of like problematic where it's like the white people and they're propped up by black people, which kind of is like a microcosm for America. It's like, we couldn't have like white mainstream anything without black people building up everything else that white people get to privilege, get privileges from. So Mm -hmm. I see like, I had a critique about, I was like, I just wish they had done this, at least had like one black or even like Latinx character as one of the main leads, mm-hmm. as the, the male or female lead, because I just felt like I had a hard time feeling bad for Tyler. I know that class is a real thing and that yeah. you can still be white and of a lower class and working class mm-hmm. and still have your own struggles. But there's a whole other element that race adds there, especially we've seen now. I think most of America now recognizes that racism is a very serious problem in the country and I just wish that there was like I just I just felt like they could have done so much with this franchise had they acknowledged Mm -hmm. racism and shown that through like the struggles of a black uh artist and dancer and moving into this realm that would be really difficult I see it's difficult for Tyler but I feel like it would have been way more difficult for a black man coming from the same neighborhood I just I feel like they could have shown so much more but maybe it was just like it was more comfortable for the director or producer or whoever was in charge of this mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. I certainly noticed that as I was watching that like the the two like leads are always white yeah well like heterosexual white like yeah. man and woman you know dancing and that's like the romance plot is between them two and I did certainly notice that upon like watching them all in a row that I thought that was interesting I feel like that's pretty accurate to a lot of 2000s to 2000 mid 2010s TV and movies. Like when you got characters that weren't the typical like white heterosexual characters, they were never the lead characters for the most part. 
they were the background characters like tara said they like propped they were basically there to prop up the the main characters and i agree with you i think they missed an opportunity to to use hip-hop which you're saying is you know predominantly entwined in like that culture of like black culture Mm -hmm. every single movie right the two main leads female and male were white correct Mm -hmm. right yeah so you you do get you know diversity within the background cast but that seems to be what mid-2000s movies were all about i mean we did um pixar and we didn't see a black protagonist until soul which right, came which, out last mm, year or two years right or, yeah within the last year december of last year yeah i mean yeah. you had uh a couple i mean you had frozen you had, and incredible he was, was a, a background character side yeah side character but it's very like that was kind of what that time frame was you didn't see it and it's such a shame because i don't know i just wish we could have grown up with seeing a lot more diversity than we did well said hannah thank you um, do you guys have any more thoughts about this, just this movie in general, and, and which is the first step up? I always, like, I don't know why Skinny's death is always so impactful, but it just is. Like, I always get so sad and, like, tear up, and it's just, you know, it's just, I think it's just sad, you know? It's like, I wish yeah. you didn't have to die, but, like, I understand for the, you know, the plot of the movie, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that every time I watch it when Skinny dies, it's just like, I, I feel like I have to look away or walk out of the room because I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't, I know it's coming and I just don't want to see it. I did have another couple of notes I wrote down in general. Okay. So when Tyler first gets to MSA and he's like doing his janitor thing, maybe it's just because I'm older now, but I looked at it, I was like, Tyler looks like a creepy old man. Like he looks way older than a high schooler. And he's just creeping, stalking these kids in their dance class. Like, it's very obvious. And just, like, staring Nora up and looking her up and down. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you can't do that. That's so gross and creepy. Again, I think it's a product of the time. Because certainly, like, we watched Miss Congeniality more recently. And it's like, I never realized how much, like, sexual harassment in the workplace there is in that movie. There are so many things, and I still love the movie, but there are so many things that, like, would not fly today. Like, if a movie released with that, like, it would not be okay just because things and have changed, views in society have changed. So, like, certainly, yeah, I was like, okay, this is a bit, it's a product of its time kind of deal, I think. It's something, too, you see throughout the franchise, like these male leads who are kind or not even necessarily the male leads but some of the side characters are very like almost predatory and it's very much glossed over and it's used almost sometimes as humor which I think you're you're right I think the 2000s if you watch I mean a lot of the shows we were talking about this the other day Alyssa a lot of the shows from the 2000s like wouldn't fly now right because you get a lot of like jokes and like they just kind of gloss over it and I think people are just tired of watching these shows kind of make like a mockery out of it when it's something that's very real and something that a lot of people have personal experience with you don't want to sit and watch a tv show that's supposed to sort of take you out of reality and have to watch stuff like that so I think it's interesting to see I definitely think though like like you said it's probably just a product of the times but I mean watching step up through a 2021 lens it changes your opinion about things a lot of these shows and movies you're going to watch it changes your opinion about them for sure Another note that I wrote down while watching the first one was no one at MSA goes to class. Like They're always like 
milling about in the hallways. I'm like, what are they like 20, 30 minutes between each class? And I didn't see a single teacher. I saw the director, but I saw no teachers and everyone just has their own studio time. I'm like, what kind of school? Like, I get it's a, like fine art school, but this seems unbelievable. Or like, they're all self-taught. Because right? we got like, what, five or six minutes between classes. You basically had enough time yeah. to go either go to the bathroom or go to your locker and grab different books or whatever and get to class. And you watch all these like shows and movies and they're just like in the hallways for like 20 minutes at a time. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, it certainly I think they kind of glossed over the the school element. I guess it's also fair because the movie is primarily told through the lens of Tyler and he is not attending the school. Like he's not going to classes. He's like doing community service. So I guess that in a way that makes sense because we're only seeing what he sees Mm -hmm. and he's not like in the classes kind of deal. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you have any more thoughts before we get into some like favorite moments, dance sequences, all that? Can we just talk about how just Mario's in this movie casually? <laughs> I know. I always forget he's in this and then he pops up and I'm like, oh, it's Mario. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it's Mario. Mario. That, that's my comment. <laughs> just, okay. just the fact that Mario's in this movie. All right. Do you have like a favorite character in this movie? Yeah, I picked Tyler. I like his like development through the movie and just I thought about picking Nora but I don't know just like he's just interesting and I just like seeing his like journey throughout the movie to get to the point where he's like being admitted to like this school kind of deal like it's just kind of like a full circle stuff going on there that's fair Tara do you have a favorite uh my favorite character was Nora and I what really made me want to choose her is so basically she has this routine that she's come up with for her senior s- showcase with this guy. Forget the the skinny boy's name. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, her, her, yeah, her boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the guy gets hurt, right? And so yeah. she's like, "Oh shoot!" So she had this whole thing set up with him. She's like, "All right, I got to think on my feet, and I have to create a new one because I really want to get into this dance company. So I have to kill it at the senior showcase." So she's like, all right, I'm going to try to find a new partner to like work with. And so then she meets Tyler and then she ends up changing it all because she's like, oh, I can learn from you. I'm not going to just be like rigid. I can adapt and stuff. And I can acknowledge that there's good things that you can teach me. So I see her growing in that way. But then when Tyler just dips, because he's just being a douche, Nora's like, okay, screw you. Guess what? I'm a strong, independent woman. And I'm, well, at first she gets like down. She's like, I can't do it. But then her mom was like, no. Nora, you love dancing. You will do this. So she's like, I will do this. And then she creates her own one, like a solo. And she like was going to kill that. Like you could see those like scenes near the end where she's practicing all the time, like that montage, whatever. And so I felt like she was really resilient and she knew what she wanted. And she didn't let a man like determine that. Like she still decided to let Tyler in at the end, but like she was prepared to do it what, what whether it was solo or with him she was like whatever happens I'm gonna do it so I really appreciated her independence and resilience yeah I actually went with like a relationship between Nora and her mom because I think it's such an interesting dynamic the whole movie that you sense you, you don't sense you get basically told that her mom isn't necessarily supportive of her like dance dreams and you know her dad I think her dad's dad is that True. yeah her dad or your dad isn't around or he's yeah, passed. Not I, around. i'm not sure one or the I other think he he's, not, he's not in the picture yeah i'm pretty sure yeah. he died 
Um, if he's not, well, I just made up that storyline. It's fine. Um, but it's interesting to see throughout the movie how her mom kind of changes. Like Tara said at the end, she's sort of like supporting her and telling her like that she can do it. In the beginning, she wasn't necessarily that supportive. But it's always interesting to me when you get these characters whose parents don't necessarily approve of what they're doing and aren't supportive of like their goals and dreams and how they sort of I don't know how they sort of navigate that like it's it's an interesting dynamic so I really like that I think favorite I don't know did you do like a favorite line or favorite scene or anything like I I just did a combined uh category as favorite line slash scene so I love when they go to that club and like Mario's performing, you know, and the mm-hmm. one uh, Lucy's like singing and it's just like a fun like dance routine. And I just like always have really liked that. And I just like that's just a scene that I think is like fun. And like I've always liked that dynamic with that there. So I didn't pick a line. I just picked a scene. Okay. Tara, did you have any of that or? Yeah. So my favorite scene was a comedic one. And it's when Andrew, Andrew is the partner that got injured. Oh, Andrew. Yes. yes. Okay. So he comes back like randomly yes. and he's like, look at me, tiptoe, tiptoe. He's doing his little like pitter patter on his feet. And then he he's starting to his moves and he's like so stiff. It's hilarious. It looks so uncomfortable. He's I was like, just like, oh my God. He has little arm quick, like thing. And his little, like, oh, yeah, his little- yeah, it was just hilarious. And then he like immediately falls because he just can't handle it. That was yeah. my favorite scene. And then my favorite line kind of goes back to your favorite scene, Alyssa, with like the dance, whatever, they're at that club. Cause that's when uh, Lucy realizes that her boyfriend's cheating on her mm-hmm. and like with every other girl. And so, like the next day, uh, I forget Mario's character's name, but he's talking to Lucy and he's like, she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't tell anyone I like you saw that. And he's like, you shouldn't even be embarrassed. He's like, if you want to be with, someone who doesn't appreciate what a good thing he's got that's 100% your business I just thought you'd be smart enough to know you deserve better and I was just hoping he would break out into let me love me love oh that would have been perfect perfect spot but he didn't give you everything you want and need yeah it was perfect yeah I do always like that because I'm like it's perfect it's it's just his song yeah yeah um, so my favorite line and scene actually come at the same moment. So it's basically after Skinny dies, um, Tyler and Mac are at the, ba- I think they're at a basketball court and Mac's kind of like, he gets, he gets upset with Tyler. Cause he's like, oh, you really think this is the best that we can do? Or like, we're doing our best that we can. And I just think it's like a, it's a nice, not nice. That sounds bad because Skinny just died, but it's sort of that moment where Tyler realizes like he wants more for his life than what he's been doing like he's been messing around for so long and he finally wants like there's something he's finally like serious about and wants to commit to I don't know I just think that's like a nice nice moment between um the two friends um okay so what's your favorite dance sequence do you have one for me it's the it's the senior like the senior showcase performance I've like I've gone back and I've just watched that on YouTube before, like just that end scene. I just like the music is so well done. I love the fact that it kind of, it calls back to the beginning because you get like the orchestration, but it like is blended really well. Um, And I just like, like the combination of them together and, but they both get their own separate moments to shine and then together they get moments. So I just really liked the choreography of that dance itself. 
My favorite dance sequence was a tie between the first scene. I love that opening sequence where it's the contrast where they juxtapose Mm -hmm. the dancers at MSA versus the people out like in a parking garage or something where they're doing their dances. I love that. And I also love the PD Pablo song that they're dancing to. But I also really love the scene with Nora and Tyler at the docks where she brings him to like the shipyard where her father used to bring her and they're doing that really cool sunset thing. And it's like a pairing, but it's a, it's on a round. So it's like, I love, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with Alyssa. I think the final, the final sequence specifically, there's a part like probably a minute or a minute half in where the music shifts and it's just Nora and Tyler dancing together. I love that part. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the first one to me is like, it's hard for me to, judge it because that's the one i've seen the most i think i'm only other i think the step up two i've seen like i had seen part of it besides that i hadn't seen any of the other movies before this um but we can move into step up two it came out in 2008 it was rated pg-13 and it was an hour and 38 minutes it had a 6.2 out of 10 on imdb and a 28 percent on rotten tomatoes um and it was direct directed by john m chu who was the director of crazy rich asians and it grossed 150.8 million worldwide and the um quote i got about it was from dustin putman off of rotten tomatoes it says competent and too innocent in its own way to strangely dislike but there also isn't much to push it above mediocrity there's more substance in cotton candy that's quite the that's quite the review like well well um so so this movie starts out with a flash mob sequence which flash mob sequences become really common in step up franchises we learn they also i think started to become big around that time like on youtube remember there was like uh what was the like no nonsense everywhere something like the food court musical yeah Oh, yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, like, flash mobs, like, became a really big thing at some point in the 2000s mm-hmm. for a bit there. Um, The first thing I noticed, though, that I was like, is this the douchebag boyfriend from She's the Man? Yep. <laughs> the main guy was the boyfriend from She's the Man, the douche dude. <laughs> I wrote, I forgot the shitty boyfriend from She's the Man is a main character. Right. I was like, what? <laughs> also, um, what's with, like, police hating dancing? In a general sense, like, I feel like yeah. in this movie, it's the start of it. But in several movies, you've got the police, like, chasing dancers. I don't know, like, disturbing the peace. Like, I don't know what the, I'm like, what's the problem here? Like, what's wrong with dancing on a subway train? I think it's I'm, probably disturbing the peace. I don't know. The only thing that I think that they even do that's remotely illegal is the graffiti at the end yeah. because you're defacing public property. Right. But- the dancing itself, I don't think there are laws about where you can put your feet on the subway. I don't, right. like, you know, like on the ceiling. I don't think there's laws about that. There might be. Right. But it kind of just seems like they needed an antagonist and the police are like an obvious choice for right. like, for most, you know, most right. situations. I just was curious. I'm like, is, is that actually a thing? Because it's a, re- it becomes a recurring thing. You continue yeah. to see police or security chasing down dancers for dancing in public areas so i just was like i don't know if this is like a real thing or if they just kind of had this for the movies themselves 
Well, in the third movie, they dance like on people's cars. So mm-hmm. I could see that being a problem. They also like yeah. break into places where they're not supposed to like they're not invited to that party or something. But otherwise, they're really yeah. sh- I mean, who knows? There are really weird laws out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it could just be like random city or state laws that okay. are actually real. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me because as I watched all these movies, I realized that a lot of these movies are the same plot or story as the first movie with like gender roles reversed or mm-hmm. a little bit different setting. But in in a general sense, a lot of these plots are kind of the same conflict like you know what's gonna happen there's always a best friend who's you know supportive at the beginning and then gets disappointed about something and then they come together at the end like it it follows this sort of pattern yeah it becomes predictable certainly I, i would say though i think overall I don't necessarily know if I like this story as much but I do think the dance sequences might have been a little bit better like more clean cut yeah, I think it's interesting because two starts the trend of this like dance crew idea because the first movie didn't have that aspect, but every other movie has this like dance crew doing something and the plot of what they're actually doing, you know, di- differs between movie to movie, but there's always this like core like dance crew and then there's always the same type of conflict and they always like win in the end in every movie they don't lose which I was like I was surprised that they never lost it had to happen at some point and it just never did I kept waiting for it and waiting for it and then it was like nope everybody wins everybody gets what they want I like that oh what did you call him uh Chanum Chanum Tating Chanum Tating Chanum I like that he came back for a little cameo I mean, what did you think about Andy and like, because she lives with her mom's friend, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yeah. yeah, her mom's friend. Right. What did you think about like her character in general? I thought her character was interesting, but I don't think she was super compelling as a lead, I guess is the way I'd phrase that. I wish like there would have been more because I just like, I felt like she was too subdued in ways mm-hmm. where like I wanted more out of that role that I didn't get in a general sense though I did like her um but I just wish I could have gotten more I guess because really Moose steals the show to be to be honest um and he's not yeah he's not a main character like one of the leads so I think Andy the problem with Andy is that she's very apathetic and that kind of makes her seem two-dimensional to us because she's like not letting in the outside characters because she's really like guarded herself so us as the audience we also are not let in so she becomes very flat to us so I think that's part of the issue that I think they could have opened her up a little bit more she kind of opens up when she's with Chase but like Mm -hmm. I still feel like she's very guarded which makes her more two-dimensional to us because we just can't see as much what's underlying Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting we'll talk about it when we get to the final movie Mm -hmm. she comes back right it's interesting because i think they do a lot better job in the final movie of actually allowing us to see some of her past which makes us as an audience kind of gravitate towards her more i will say sorry i will say i liked her more in the the last movie than i did this one no 100 agree and i think it's interesting i think in this movie though alone it doesn't do enough to especially if you're going to be a lead you have to have some sort of you have to have a reason for us to want to like root for you or to feel for you and i don't think they do that enough it's hard with chase because 
no offense he's like a privileged white boy like yeah it's hard to feel sympathy for him um his older brother i mean he's a douchebag and i think he when he was watching the final scene the older brother of the girls dancing the rain i'm pretty sure he got a boner at one point he was like his face (laughs) he was like oh i hated i hated him with a passion he was so like boring and like i don't know how to put it he was supposed to be this like stern director but he came across as like really whiny and like not authoritative and i just like hate i did not like his character yeah it's but my god it's interesting and we also get introduced to moose who becomes like a main character later on um in this movie to me he's like it's hard not to like him because yeah, he's just so he's, charming. He's, he's very kind of like endearing. Yeah, and he's kind of like that awkward like teen at the beginning who you can't you can't dislike him. I don't feel like it's interesting because I didn't know that he was necessarily going to become like a central figure later on. But he's in. I think he's in the last three movies. He's in. in context. He's in two through five. He right. makes an appearance in two through five in some capacity. And he's like, like a main character in the next movie, basically. Yeah, he he's not character. He's not the lead according to the cover of the movie, which shows the two white leads <laughs> and not him, mm-hmm. even though you could kind of say he's one of the leads. And like, clearly you can tell he was a fan favorite. Yeah. And I can see why, because like, yeah, I agree. He's like, comes across as very like endearing and uh, it's hard not to like him. Yeah, that's true. Did either of you notice when we first get introduced or soon after we get introduced to Moose, he does that little dance on the stairs. Did you notice what song was playing? Oh, wait, my favorite okay. song from yes. the like 2000s yes. that I was obsessed oh, with. Shoot. It was uh, it was The Way You Are, right? Yep. By the Way I Are. The Way I Are. The Way I Are. Oh, my God. Because you had it oh, as yeah. your, your phone ringtone for a long time. Yes. Yes. So Man. good. I think the second movie has the best soundtrack out of all the movies. Yeah. The first three movies specifically, I think, are all really good. But the second one, I think, is the best. I would agree with that. The best music use. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Um, Do you guys have any more thoughts before we get into favorites? Uh, What kind of dance club just has, like, a trampoline in the floor? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I I thought the dance was interesting. I just was like, does this exist in real life? Like is there am i gonna go to a club where i'll just what uh, they'll pull out a floorboard and there'll just be a little a little trampoline kind of deal going on this is kind of also like one of with a line but when he's leaving the salsa dance he's like talking to like the the mom or the auntie's like i'll add you on myspace and i was like oh my god so dated yeah i was like jesus christ but i'm like i love it so much for sure that's amazing one thing I noticed and I wrote down is that guys keep taking their shirts off unnecessarily. I was like, okay, like you're literally alone and it's not that hot. You have a fan going, you have a t-shirt on, you don't yeah. need to take it off. And then like, you're still in your jeans doing your, I was like, this is weird. Again, I feel like a very common 2000s <laughs> like trope, <laughs> like for some reason, they just love to have men take their shirts off. But yeah, I was like, I don't need to see this. We're over it. <laughs> Also, it's another, like, lead. I feel like Chase looks too old. Like, he does not look like a high schooler. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times the female leads look like the age they're supposed to look like. Or, yeah, relatively closer or to around that. what they're supposed yeah. to look like. And then you get these men who look like they're, like, 10 years older. <laughs> Which, like- I mean, they were. <laughs> I think I think Channing Tatum was in his late 20s when, Probably, he, yeah. when he did step up. So Yeah, yeah it was, like, 26. 
yeah that's interesting to see that but yeah um so i think my favorite character for this movie was probably moose i agree i put moose yeah i just think he was so it's hard not to like him he's kind of like you have to root for him because he's kind of like the the weird awkward kid who like you can't hate you know what i mean it's 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 hard not to hate him and i think he just the way he kind of like when Andy came to the school, you know, she was new. She didn't know anyone. He kind of included her and, and brought her in. I, I just think he's interesting. I don't think Andy was a compelling enough. I don't think either of these leads were that compelling, to mm-hmm. be honest. No. It's kind of a bad thing, I think, for your movie when the side characters, to me, are more interesting than the main characters. I think that's probably an issue with writing. But I think that the side characters, like, outshone the main cast in this one. I would agree with that. Yeah. Oh, and also the one guy is the guy from Glee as well oh, harry harry uh sham i think his name is he cable yeah. who what i just wrote down his name was cable but i'm like oh that guy looks familiar and then i was he like oh two in the next maybe the next one or the last one he comes back at some point he's in the next one the third one yeah. as yeah. well well um, who's your other- favorite character tara my favorite character was missy and that was Andy's friend from her other crew. Yes. She ends up coming back to their crew and she invites the whole yeah. for her ba- barbecue at her parents' house. I just felt like she was super loyal. Like she was, she's first of all, like really funny and like nice and kind of bubbly, but she was super loyal to Andy. And she was like, you know what? The crew that they were in was started like treating people really mean. And she's like, I don't want to be a part of that. So she comes back and she's like, Andy, I'll be on your crew and like invites the, like literally the day she joins the MSA crew, she invites everyone to her house for the barbecue and she's super friendly. And like, Mm -hmm. I just appreciated her loyalty and her like willingness to stick up for her friends and what she felt was right. Yeah. I, I agree that I think she's probably one of the like best side characters in the franchise. Mm -hmm. I really liked her as well. And like her character. Yeah. Um, I think for favorite line, there was, I don't even remember where it was from, but there was a line where the DJ, he's like, that's not how we do it. This ain't high school musical. <laughs> yes. I loved that line. I wrote Gotta that down that. as well. Gotta love that 2000 shout out. Um, favorite scene though, I went with the uh, Tyler and Andy like dance battle at the club. Like the trampoline part was a little bit ridiculous, but I actually really liked that that uh, interaction between the two of them, both kind of coming from the same um, home and everything like that and understanding each other. I like that moment. For line, I also wrote, I had the the high school musical line because I thought that was really funny. But for scene, I picked the like when they go to her family's party. I really liked the dynamics, seeing the dynamics like with her family. And then also like they were doing like salsa dancing and it was just like a lot of fun. It was just like a fun scene to watch. Yeah. My favorite line was uh, when Andy's trying out at like the auditorium at the beginning and the director, he stops her and he's like, you're just a street dancer. (laughs) like who's street rat like it's like a street rat I was like you're just a street dancer I was like what kind of insult is that Corey and I just kept laughing my fiance and I were watching it together and we were just dying laughing we rewound it because we're like this is so funny uh but my favorite scene I think was the prank that M- the MSA crew did on Tuck and his crew with like the fish it reminded me of the episode in the office where Dwight like invites the uh michael scott paper company to lunch and then he secretly like hides a fish like in their vent or something and i was like classic classic thing definitely um i think my favorite dance sequence was the end scene with the rain specifically with the rain when the rain came in there's something about dance sequences in the rain that's just like (laughs) so much more i don't know what it is it's so much more appealing and like they just all look good (laughs) like if we're being honest they look good 
I I also my favorite dance was the rain, the dance in the rain. And honestly, that might be the best dance of the franchise, to be honest. Like, I don't yeah, I don't know what it is about rain that's so interesting, but like the dynamics and like the song choices and like the camera work and choreography like all worked really well together in that scene. I was very entertained. <laughs> yeah, I I also picked that last scene with in the rain. So my fiance and I watched all of these, all five of the step ups together. And uh, my soon to be uh, stepson was watching most of them with us. He didn't watch the second one with us because we didn't have him that day, but he was like, oh, you watched it without me. So we're like, okay, we're like, really the only thing you missed was the last scene. So we played it for him. He was like, yeah. And he starts doing like spins and kicks and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> he was doing it. So I think he also chose that as his favorite scene. Yeah, it was good, good to know. Okay, uh, let's get into step up three. So this one was uh, released in 2010. It was PG-13 and it was an hour and 46 minutes. So this one actually came out in 3D, (laughs) which... And you can tell it was filmed in 3D. It was interesting to watch it on... We just rented it off of YouTube, not watching it in 3D. You could tell where the moments where it was supposed to be 3D. Um, That was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it we'll, yeah, get, we'll into get into it. it i have some thoughts okay so it it had 15.8 million in its opening weekend in the box office which was actually the worst but it went on to become the best uh in the box office of the whole franchise with 159 million worldwide mm-hmm. um so it was rotten tomatoes it had a 47 percent a 45 out of 100 on metacritic and a cinema score b plus and the review i got said it may not contain believable acting or a memorable plot, but Step Up 3D delivers solid choreography and stunning visuals. So can we talk about how this movie has a higher Rotten Tomatoes score than the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Even the, I think even the fourth one, which we'll get to that, but that one had a 41%, which is like 20% higher. I want, so my first thoughts, and in a general sense, so- there's a way you can do movies in 3D that you can still, that still work. For instance, like Avatar. We never, Hannah and I never saw it in 3D. We only saw it in 2D and it was still a movie that you could comprehend and watch. But this movie, I had some hard times with some of the dance sequences because I felt like the camera angles were really jarring and really like didn't work well where I was like not, able to follow things well and and certain scenes like you could just like tell that like a certain effect was like it was supposed to be 3d like there's a a part in the beginning where moose is like popping bubbles and i'm like okay these bubbles were all supposed to be in 3d because the camera angle was super weird and there's a scene where this is maybe the worst scene I've ever seen in a movie. I'm not even Any joking. Movie. The two leads stand <laughs> on an air vent and put slurpy juice in the air. And it's like the one of the most, I can't even describe how horrible of a scene this was. It, the only point was for the 3D effect. Nobody would take a slurpy and just blow slurpy juice in the air. It would never happen in real life. Nobody does this shit. I was I was so like thrown off. It was unbelievable. Did you notice the guy in the background, the extra, who was like watching the whole thing go down? And then as soon as he started to kiss, he did the awkward like 
all look around like I see something but it was so bad it was probably one of the worst CGI things I've ever seen in my life it was so bad it was phenomenally terrible like I can't even like I can't even describe how bad it was it was so bad the whole scene made me want to throw up yeah for sure (laughs) yeah I mean I had to kind of like remind myself that you know some of this stuff was meant for 3d I kind of pushed that aside I I don't know why but when the first the first shot came up of like the guy filming it looked like Caleb from Pretty Little Liars (laughs) what is happening I was like is this Caleb but um I didn't understand how Moose and like Allison Stoner knew each other just because of school I assume they went to school together so the lore I got from watching it is that they met freshman year at the Maryland Dance Academy also, me, was she was she the sister in my super short show? Yes, on she, cer- she okay. certainly was the sister. Yeah, um, I guess. I just want to say, like Luke, who's the main guy, he's super creepy. I he hate videotapes, him. Videotapes like all these people Terrible. in this club. He's following this. I think her name's Natalie. Yeah, um, I think so. He's following Natalie around the club. Also, like they have no chemistry. The two. Of oh wait, them. her name's Emily. No, it's Natalie. No, I wrote Natalie. Why Emily's wrote the Emily? next movie. Who's Emily? <laughs> She's I in wrote the next Natalie. Movie. Oh, okay. Whoops. Emily is step up four. That's Emily Anderson. Okay. Well, either way, they're so forgettable that I couldn't remember (laughs) who was who. Yeah. Uh, My one comment just says Luke kind of sucks. And that's uh, also, can we talk about how Moose just casually gets into his car at immediately after meeting him? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't just get into some strange man's car the minute you meet him in New York City. I was like, what are you doing? This plot was super jumpy. Like, it, yeah. it was all over the place. I was so lost at times. And the camera yes. angles were really weird at some point. It's because of the 3D. Yeah. The the dance choreography, I don't think, was bad. But the camera movements and, like, the angles were so not, like, good for, like, a 2D dance sequence. They yeah. just, like, weren't flattering. Mm-hmm. And, like, I... I can't even say that this movie would be better if it wouldn't have been 3D because I don't think it would have been, but it just like so many things didn't work. Yeah. Is I guess what I would say. Like the two, like I don't understand why they didn't make Moose like the lead. Because like technically yeah. the two, um, Natalie and Luke are the leads, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. Moose is certainly like one of the leads, but he's not like the, the like the two main leads. And I'm like, why wouldn't you have just made him? that just make him and Camille like the main story I feel like that would have been more interesting I don't know I I just there's a lot of things that like didn't make sense to me in this movie another thing that doesn't make sense okay so that first dance battle that they have or one of the first ones that his crew has is at the same time he has like a chemistry test and it's at eight o'clock and it looked like it was light out so it's not 8 p.m who has a dance battle at 8 a.m but that's such a weird time for a dance battle. I was like, this doesn't seem realistic. Like people have day jobs or they're in school or like doing other, or like if they don't, maybe they're still sleeping, but who does a dance? Who's coming? What fans are you com- are you getting to come at 8 a.m.? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't make sense. I, I, the whole, there's so many things that like didn't make sense to me. The, to um, the A and B <laughs> plot really didn't work well in this movie. No. Like oh, it was so- not, not at all. So disjointed. Yeah. And I, I wanted, um, Camille to be able to dance more because I yeah I know Allison mm-hmm. Stoner like she does a lot of dance stuff she has a YouTube channel she does a lot of like choreography and the entire franchise when she's in it she's kind of just used as like a, a love interest yeah. when she gets older 
yeah even like towards the end like she's only in the dance sequences right at the end so i was kind of mm-hmm. disappointed that she didn't get more there was like an olsen twins comment yes which, like yes we so f- for people who don't know, we call ourselves Mary Kate and Ashley. We firmly believe that um, Kate is a long lost triplet. Uh, triplet of Mary and Ashley, and not not Elizabeth Olsen. She is separate. She's a fourth right. sister. So She's her own sisters. Yeah, there's four <laughs> sisters, not three. So when I heard that, I was thrilled because I love yeah. that. But yeah, it was this whole movie was just very very chaotic. Going off the Mary Kay and Ashley point, so I really thought that the final battle was going to line up with the Halloween dance, and I wrote down, as soon as we heard about the Halloween dance, I said, if Moose doesn't doesn't arrive to the World Jam dressed as an Olsen twin, this whole movie was a waste of time. Right? So, I... My conclusion is that the movie was a waste of time. It was a waste of time. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting to see him dressed up as what? Who? It was going to be Ashley Olson, I think. I, I don't think remember which one. Yeah. I don't remember which one he said he was going to be, but I was I was waiting for it. I was like, this is going to happen. Um, going off of that, I don't like that trope that like someone is such a shitty friend the entire movie, and then instantly they have like a conversation and they're forgiven. Mm-hmm. I understand that people get busy, but like, if you're going to be a friend to someone, like be a friend. And don't expect them to just immediately, like, forgive you for being a shitty person the entire movie. Because Moose, honestly, he was a horrible friend the whole movie. Like, to Camille. Yeah. So they just, like, left her. And then, like, instantly they do, like, their dance sequence, which I really actually like that dance sequence. Yeah, that's my favorite dance in the movie, is that dance sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I also put that as my favorite dance. But I just don't like that trope that, like, people would immediately just be like, oh, okay. Like, it's cool. You were shitty the whole time. It's fine. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That bothered me a little bit. So one redeeming factor I saw in the movie was the plot twist where Natalie's a spy. I actually did not see it coming. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, nice plot twist. Natalie's yeah. a spy. Improve this movie's plot significantly. Yeah. See, at a certain point, I assumed that was either like choreography, like practice leaked. I was like, oh, it's her. Mm-hmm. She did it. But I didn't know that her, that guy would be her brother. But it yeah, was that that was interesting, you know. It definitely surprised me. Like it caught me off guard a little bit. I just think though, like the the main issue was like the writing felt really lazy. Um, and I don't know that the dance sequences, all of them were as good as the the like second movie, I would say. Yeah. There were a couple that I enjoyed, but I I don't know. I just like overall I thought like it was just okay, basically. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Um, that's how okay. I put it. Who is your favorite uh let's do character? My favorite character was Moose. Mm -hmm. I just think like, even though he's a shitty friend, I still, I saw his growth. I think we didn't have enough time. Like, I think his growth was a little contrived because it's only an hour or something movie. Mm -hmm. Cause he kind of went like zero to 60 and was like, oh, I'm a good friend now. But I think he at least learned a lesson and he has cool dance moves and he's funny and like quirky and awkward, but really smart. And he also then decides that He's not just going to go with engineering or whatever his major was. He's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to double major with dance. So I like seeing that growth and that like coming of age moment, which is very characteristic of a college experience. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I, I also picked Moose as well. I thought about either him or Camille because I didn't care about either of the two leads um, at all in any way, shape or form. Um, And I agree, like, I certainly think he was, like, a bad friend, and he was, you know, he was, like, trying to balance a lot of things, and I think that's really realistic, is, Mm -hmm. like, he's starting college, and he loves dance, but he also wants, like, 
and to be like an engineer. He wants to do engineering, but he doesn't know how to properly balance those both together. And he doesn't know how to communicate that to Camille, like in terms of like, here's this one thing that I love, but also I'm trying to do this at the same time. So I really liked, I liked seeing the conflict. I liked that they had conflict and like the dynamic they had together and that she ends up being supportive of him in the end kind of deal of him trying to do both at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually went with, so I, I just love Twitch. <laughs> um, That's fair. In general, I love like the way he dances. So I just personally as like a fan, just I, I love seeing him and getting to see his dance sequences. There was like a, I think it was one of the first dance battles they did in the movie. Twitch was kind of the main person in it and I love to watch him dance. So I selfishly, I just picked him because I just enjoyed watching him dance. That's fair. Um, so favorite line I had to I had to go with the Mary Kate and Ashley. Um, so it was you know I was born to be the Ashley to your Mary Kate <laughs> because it just I can't I can't not pick that. My favorite uh, quote or line was okay I gotta set it up a little bit. So it's when Camille and Moose are outside on the street doing their dance and they've just finished their dance, and there's those two little girls like with their ice cream cone walking by, and Moose is like I feel like I gotta give up dance I gotta focus on engineering and Camille's like you can't give it up and then the little girl is walking by says give it up you suck I was like yes I have the same line I loved that I was like yes I love little kids belittling people it's so great so good yeah that was actually my favorite scene that I picked was just that whole like well no my favorite dance sequence was the actual dance that the two of them did Mm -hmm. but the scene was just the two little girls just giving those sass I love it Yeah, my favorite dance, I really liked the dance between Moose and Camille on the street because they, I feel like in a general sense, the Step Up movies didn't do a lot of like old, like different styles of dance. I liked that there was like a lot of like dynamic things going on and a lot of different styles incorporated and they were, there was like a lot of movement and a lot of like use of objects and and like street use and things. So I thought it was really interesting and like different from what we had seen previously. So I really liked it. Mm-hmm. That's also a, an incredibly difficult scene to shoot with right, all of the movement at you, every right. moving part, you have to make it work. All the background people have to be on point. The, like all of the different things that are happening have to be right away. Otherwise you've got to redo the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I actually chose from my favorite scene, the last jam battle with the light up outfits. I was just like, I don't know. I feel like I just like glow in the dark things. It's a little kid in me. <laughs> And so I really liked that sequence. But then I was thinking about the whole world jam concept. I was like, it's world jam. So it's people from all over. How does it happen that the, the two finalists are both from New York City where it's hosted? I was like, seems a little suspicious that it's people <laughs> from all over the world and the two finalists are both from New York City. Oh, wait, did we talk about how um, they were like, what, ninjas or something? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. It was like, what was their name? Something oh. Ninja or something like that? I, don't, I didn't recognize Yeah, it was that. something like Ninja. Can we talk about how they just like encroached on him in the bathroom and like wanted to have a dance battle while he's trying <laughs> yeah. to take a piss in a urinal? Like, I was like, what the fuck is happening? That's my worst nightmare. Right? <laughs> like, they just appeared in the bathroom and they're like, we're not finished yet. And I'm like, let him pee. Like, yeah. can you approach him <laughs> in the dance floor like a normal person? Like, come on. Yeah, that's like sexual harassment. Yeah. Oh, right? I was like really weirded out by that. I'm like, "Mm, maybe not. Maybe we don't have a dance battle in a bathroom with just urinals and sinks and things. But okay, this is what's happening. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get up into... (laughs) 
Okay, so we're going to get into step up four, which is titled Step of Revolution. It was a 2012 film rated PG-13 and had a runtime of an hour and 46 minutes. It had a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb and a 41% Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 43% on Metacritic. This one also came out in 3D as well, it said. Really? So that oh, one wasn't, that. As, wasn't as clear. Like, yeah. it wasn't as, as blatantly 3D no, as it definitely the last wasn't. one was. Um, it had $140 million uh, worldwide in the box office. And the review I had was from Alan Adams on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it says, there are only so many times you can watch the plunky dance crew try and save the rec center. Fair. Uh, that's fair. Um... <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> so this one is is a little weird because I actually watched this one first. Okay. I watched it with someone else. It, since it was on Netflix, that was this is the only one that was available on Netflix mm-hmm. for us. Otherwise, we rented them from YouTube. Um, and it's been a really long time since I've seen it. But then, like, I watched five yesterday, and I was like, oh wait, these are all the characters from four, essentially in five. This is not a good movie. <laughs> this is like the leads feel like very strongly like knockoff Channing Tatum and knockoff um, Jenna Dewan. It's so, it's just all knockoff. Like everything about this movie feels like a knockoff of uh, another character, and and it certainly feels like a repeat of the third movie. Mm-hmm. in ways it feels like a repeat of the second movie it feels like a repeat of the first movie and i, I mean, don't again i don't like either lead yeah so you know what who i do like though uh sandy cohen yes i was like i couldn't see oc oc dad uh yeah. i was like i i approve of this that's well, about you- it I mean, okay, so when I started watching it, my first thought was like, it's Miami. It's a cool, it's like a cool setting, but I still have very low expectations. And then I saw the male lead and I was like, told Corey, I was like, I know I've seen this guy before. And I was like, but I don't know where. And I was like, I feel like he was in Pretty Little Liars. And so then I looked him up. He was Arya's karate teacher slash fling named Jake for nine episodes in 2013 and 2014 and I was like I knew I knew him from somewhere he was in Pretty Little Liars <laughs> that's right I just I you know what I also was thinking he looked familiar but I'm like he also is just like a generic pretty white boy so like he could be anyone right but that makes yeah he certainly was in Pretty Little Liars this was a repeat of the first movie like it was the same storyline was it not I mean it, it was just a worse done first movie I think and I think they definitely were going for sex appeal this movie. The camera angles, the the scenes they had was definitely really tailored. I mean, it was 2012. It makes, <laughs> it makes sense. But it was the first movie where I really just felt like they were really just going all out for that sex appeal. I don't know. Like, the, the storyline wasn't interesting. I didn't really care in the way I felt like I yeah. should have. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't think the leads were strong. To bring it back to with what you were saying with the first movie, Tara, is that this movie takes place in Miami and like, which has a huge like um, Cuban and like Hispanic, you know, population. Mm-hmm. And both the leads are again white. 
So just like that seemed weird to me, yep. you know, because it seemed like they tried to really uh, incorporate a lot of like the dance style and types like of dance and music that are common like in that area. And I just thought that was interesting. And also because dance like that type of dance tends to be more sexual, like mm-hmm. from a from a, a non dancing standpoint, like people would see that as more like of a sexual type of dance when like, you know, it's inherently isn't but like, because like I used to dance when I was younger. So like, I don't really it's just all dance to me, you know, but like, I can see that from like a a general standpoint, like that would come across as more inherently sexual than other forms of dance. But I just thought it was very interesting that we didn't really get any characters that like were actually like from that culture, right? Mm -hmm. It seemed interesting to parallel. And this was what, six years after the first movie. So yeah, I wrote a comment that said another white guy is the lead even in Miami dot 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 <laughs> yeah I mean the acting I think the acting in this one was the worst of the whole entire franchise especially the mains um again a missed opportunity with the main cast to actually be representative of the culture they were trying to portray um there were a couple dance sequences that I thought were done well but the plot I mean I if we're being honest I was watching this last night I f- no the night before I fell asleep <laughs> like 20 minutes in I fell asleep and I had to watch it the next day it just wasn't interesting I mean again we're going with the storyline of the dad who disapproves of the daughter's dreams and somehow at the end of the movie he's okay with it because he watched a dance sequence and I'm like is that really all it would take for him for him to change his mind I don't know it's it, it's not original it's it's been done a hundred times and it it wasn't compelling enough for me to be interested in it the fact that the he like touches her leg like in front of her dad like basically feels her up I was like oh my god how scandalous I thought that was great though I loved it I was like this is great um it's actually something interesting you know Again, this is another one where, like, they're, like, getting arrested. You know, the police are trying to take down, like, a dance crew for dancing in public. I guess they do kind of infiltrate, like, art exhibits or something, you know. This one wasn't, the plot was not original in the slightest, and the leads weren't good, and we only got Moose for, like, five minutes in this movie, as well as some other, like, brief cameos at the very end. So it just, like, wasn't. It wasn't compelling enough. The story itself and the dance itself just like what didn't lead to anything interesting for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I wrote the girl is not compelling or she's not a symp- sympathetic character. I was like, are we supposed to feel bad for the rich white girl who wants to drop out of college to go dance? And I was like, why not go to a fine art school, get a degree and you can still like do your major and do whatever and you can still dance. And you could literally, ha- you have so much money that you could literally do both and you could do everything mm-hmm. you want. So I was like, I don't feel bad for her in any way. And I don't see how she's a sympathetic character. I don't see how we're supposed to like, I just didn't like, there was no real conflict for her. I was like, your father doesn't agree with your, what you want to do. A lot of people's parents don't want to said like, don't agree with their mm-hmm. people's life choices, sadly, but you have so much money that you can literally do, you could appease your father and still do everything you want to do at the same time. I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. Um, so, so Emily, 
her name was Emily. Alyssa said last last right, okay. movie. They're just so, so generic that I couldn't remember. Yeah. Who's yeah. Um, I agree. Like, she wasn't compelling, and it's it's a storyline that's been done over and over again. It's hard to feel bad for her, but I, I don't know. Were we supposed to feel bad for her? Like, it, I don't know. I don't <laughs> like, know. I was. I don't know. Like, I was really confused. The end scene. There was the. The guy goes up to the um like police officers who were actually part of the dance crew. Oh, were we yeah. supposed to know who the guy was who was playing like one of the police officers because they kept showing his face and he ends up in the next movie. But was he introduced earlier on? I don't remember him. Wh- which guy? He had like a buzz cut. He, he was in the th- third. Movie? Okay, there were several cameos in that end scene. Yeah, there's the one I can't remember her name who's from the the second and the third movie um she shows up in the fifth movie right she's yes, the one who she's... brings the food truck yes yeah i, I can't remember oh, yeah. what her name is i think it was setting it up for the fifth movie yeah with the end uh, or i th- i think they i think that gave them the idea to do the fifth movie honestly because yeah. the fourth one they were they went for a whole new cast but then like still had a little cameos of a few people at the end and then the fifth movie became let, let's bring back a bunch of people together right. and meld them together and, and do that so I actually kind of like, though, that Emily didn't end up getting into the dance uh, company at the end there. Like, she does yeah. the audition, and it's not the audition she was supposed to do, because I think she was supposed to do it with, um, I don't even know what his name Sean. is. Sean. Sean. Um, I kind of like that she doesn't get that happy ending, necessarily. I mean, she technically does, because she gets to make out with him at the end of the movie in front of her dad. <laughs> <laughs> This is her dreams. This <laughs> is true. But um, I get what they were going for with this movie, but I don't think it was executed well in any format. I think a couple of the dance sequences did work. Um, I did like, so I think the name was The Mob. That was the name of their yep. crew. And their whole thing was basically trying to get YouTube hits, which 2012, like it was a very, it makes sense for the times because YouTube was very popular. People were trying to get as many views as they could. But minus the couple dance sequences that i did enjoy it, it just wasn't compelling enough to for me to sit there and want to watch it i wouldn't watch it again yeah i wouldn't either it was it was entertaining because it was made entertaining by the fact that who i was watching with like we were making fun of certain elements of the movie yeah. so like that was fun but it certainly is not a movie i would willingly watch again right i agree do you guys have any more notes before or just want to go into favorites i have one more note Okay. So I said when I was watching all the the flash mobs, I said this reminded me of when your guys's mom got stuck in one or was about to be one in, in when she went out to vacation with like the ladies, the girls trip. Oh my god! Was she I, actually like, in one? No. no. I wish they would have though. I wish they would have filmed it, and I wish they would have done it. So she basically went out to like Traverse City for like a girls' weekend, and they were they were planning on doing one. They had rehearsed it and all that stuff, and they didn't end up doing it. But I was like, can you imagine JT just showing up in like a flash mob? Like I would have loved it. It's imagine it's a bunch of fifty year old women <laughs> that know each other from high school, and they were gonna do it at like a brewery, like at a bar. They were yeah. just gonna do a flash mob just in Traverse City for fun and I'm like imagining our mom doing that I, I just we were I, I was saved <laughs> no she but have been I, a YouTube I, sensation but I wish I would have seen it because that would have been amazing <laughs> yeah you know opportunity um, lost 
I know. So if we're being honest, I didn't actually write down a favorite line from this movie. I didn't have anything that really struck me. <laughs> I didn't either. I wrote one and I don't even, I think it was when Sean was like on the boat with Emily and he was like talking about him and his best friend, like hanging out at, at Ricky's bar when they were kids. And he just said, these little kids just wow now. <laughs> Corey and I were just like, what? Yeah. We're like, what? What is what? What Who says that, that? I was like, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. I guess character, I didn't even really know for character because if we're being honest, like at times I liked Emily's character, but I didn't feel anything for her. I, I just went again with Twitch because I just love Twitch. Yeah, also Twitch just, just like was in this movie, like yeah. casually, like he just joined this troupe. You yeah, know? it didn't really even explain it. Also, no. he was like, yeah, he was in this crew in New York and then they were like, he joined us and I was like, okay, like. Yeah, he's just there. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, normally they, like, would camp, you know, the rest of them in previous movies, they cameoed them. So I thought it was interesting. I didn't really have, like, a favorite character. I was like, I guess Offren, Channing Tatum's okay. You know, Sean, right? Sean? Sean. Sean. I was like, he's okay, I guess, because I didn't care about Emily at all. Um, or just Sandy Cohen, you know, even though he wasn't a main character. The friend I didn't like. Oh, yeah. And none of the le- none of the side characters really were interesting to me. Yeah, I guess Moose. I liked the cameo of Moose. Uh, always great. The even the end like dance number. There were only specific parts of it I liked because it went on for so long. Like it was like six minutes long. Mm-hmm. My favorite character was Sean simply because he was hot, and that was because I didn't really like the development of any of the characters. So I said. I mean, that's fair. Pretty little liars guy. We got some eye candy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so favorite true. dance sequence. I actually went with the museum where they were dancing in the museum. Mm. Um, I really liked the music that was playing and I thought it was cool how they came out of like the paintings almost. They were like camouflaged into the paintings. The end sequence, they when the two, uh, Sean and Emily were dancing, I mm-hmm. wanted to like that scene more because I love the song that was playing was uh to build a home by cinematic orchestra that's like one of my favorite songs but it just wasn't really that great i don't think but yeah i think the museum no. scene was probably my favorite yes yeah, it was just like not good. <laughs> not good really not good that's about all i have to say about it i so okay the last dance or second to last dance scene where they're doing like the whole group all over the containers and the docks the mm-hmm. one with the trampoline where they're like yes. falling mm-hmm. down the side every time they kept jumping up and doing their poses i could not stop thinking about the old intro to disney channel movies where there's kids <gasps> yes. jumping in the air doing like ridiculous kicks and i was like yes. these literally are the disney channel original movie intros let's yeah. watch a disney channel, channel movie. movie we're, we're gonna, gonna watch, watch a disney, disney channel, channel movie. movie let's watch a disney channel movie yeah that was our childhood in a nutshell yes we watched a lot of disney channel movies yes, we did. yes. <laughs> a lot all right so we'll go into the fifth movie it's step up it's called all in uh it came out in 2014 it was rated pg-13 and had a runtime of an hour and 51 minutes uh, Rotten Tomato scores was 42%. It has cinema score B plus and it grossed $86 million worldwide, which was actually the lowest of the franchise. Um, so review I got off of Rotten Tomatoes, it was uh, with slick choreography all too often interrupted by feeble attempts at a plot. Step up all in would be more fun without all of its dialogue edited out. 
So I actually liked this movie more than I thought I was going to. And I think mm-hmm. it's because they brought together, I mean, we could have done without Sean being the lead again. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have picked any other lead and maybe that would have been better other than the one Luke, other than Luke. I think Sean's the second worst protagonist, but I thought certain elements of it actually kind of worked pretty well mm-hmm. in ways. I- it was sort of like an all-star cast, so to speak. Like, they brought people back from the franchise. I actually think, like, Andy really shone in this movie compared to the... She was in the second movie, right? Yeah, she was um, in the lead of the second movie. They got they went to a lot of her background. I think it actually worked. And I think her and uh, Sean had a lot more chemistry than him and Emily. Yes. Emily, I think the yeah, chemistry worked better between the two of them. I actually agree, though. I thought this was kind of be kind of going to be, like, one of those, like, throwaway movies just because it's, like... I don't know. I feel like this movie was really meant for the fans. Like people who were really big fans of this franchise probably love this movie because it was all those favorite characters coming back and the dance sequences were pretty cool. And I think the plot worked better than some of the other plots worked. Like it it did work in in a way that I didn't think it wouldn't, but it was interesting for sure. Yeah, I agree. I thought, I thought this was going to be like the worst movie, Mm -hmm. but I actually was like, oh, this is not terrible. (laughs) considering i watched the other four i watched them over the course of a couple weeks i was like when i watched them in order so i was really expecting it to continue to go downhill but i was like oh it was okay i think i think andy i think andy coming back and actually being a real life person instead of like a 2d character really (laughs) hannah's dying in the background she is dying in the background i just read a note i wrote but go ahead okay i think that andy really helps bring this like the quality of this movie up and I think her mm-hmm. chemistry with Sean is better than her chemistry with what's his name Chase and then Chase, also yeah. Sean's chemistry with Emily so I think those two characters came up to be better in this movie than they were mm-hmm. in their all their movies by themselves yeah it's it was interesting because we mentioned like the second movie we we wanted to learn more about Andy and you learn like she talks about how she blew her knee out basically after the some point between the second movie and this movie um and she's like fearful of trying to do the final move they're trying to do because she doesn't want to you know re-injure herself but you do get some background on her mm-hmm. and i don't know i thought it was interesting the one thing i hated though was the the salsa dancer guy he was so creepy he was so I hated predatory him. i hated him oh. so much I hated that he got the girl in the end. Mm-hmm. That pissed me off because mm-hmm. he's the whole movie. You've got him being all gross and like, you know, saying things and like getting up in her business and her clearly not interested. And then by the end of the movie, she's like, oh, just kidding. I'm going to kiss you. And I'm like, okay, like, great. That's not really the message that we should be sending people out is that people who do that, like, mm-hmm. get rewarded, right? Like, I right. didn't like that aspect of it. Yeah, I don't like that message. Even to, like, I feel like younger men get that message that when they, there's some romantic comedies and stuff where it's, like, almost stalking the girl, like, going to her workplace and stuff like that. And it's seen as romantic. And I don't, I don't like the message that sends. Um, But besides that, I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought the dance sequences were actually really good in this the final dance sequence was pretty cool but there was a couple smaller dance sequences that I actually really enjoyed a lot and I thought <laughs> the thing I was laughing about was there was a guy who was holding one of those like hurricane drinks like the big slushies 
and it reminded me of when we went to that Red Wings game. And, <laughs> and this lady, oh so we were sitting in the stands and this lady had just come down the, the stairs with like one of those big like hurricane slushy drinks, like alcoholic drinks. And she literally hadn't taken a sip of it. The guy next to her cheered because the Red Wings scored a goal. He threw his hands up, hit the lady's drink and flew in her face and got all over her. She was like drenched in this drink. And then the uh, cameras on the... (laughs) Like during the commercial break, the cameras were like panning the audience, and they show this lady just drenched in the stream, <laughs> and she was like trying to like God. play it off like cool. But I think anyways. he bought. Didn't he buy her a new one? Didn't yeah, I he think buy he a did. new drink. I think he um, did. Um, that's off topic, but yeah, I I don't know. I actually I don't know. This movie was okay for me. I wasn't mad about it. I also liked that they brought up the concept with Andy because they brought up Chase, like clearly, you know, that they had been in a relationship. And I liked the fact that they were like, dance was always more important to him than she was, because that's kind of like becomes a theme throughout the movie. She's always like, this is for fun for me. Sean, like clearly was so focused on like dance and getting them to this thing that they weren't like enjoying it, you know? Um, so I liked that they brought in other aspects and made Andy a more relatable and more enjoyable character to watch. Like, I really liked her and I liked like their kind of rivalry in the beginning and then, you know, becomes into romance kind of deal. So I like, I liked that we got to get her back to give her a better story. Yeah. There were a couple of things in this movie that didn't fully make sense to me. So I was questioning how are there so many different characters from all these different cities that all end up at LA in the same time conveniently? Yeah. <laughs> like that seems a little sus. And then I was also like, so all these people who are just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to this dance competition from like New York and Baltimore, Miami. They're all just like, fuck my life, fuck my job, fuck my family. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to up and move to LA or Vegas for like, because people could just do that. Just quit your job. Like right. they saw, they sh- it showed some people just qu- like throwing up their aprons, j- walking out of their job to go to this competition where they could win like a three-year like dance whatever position but they also might not and then you lost your job was it worth it right I didn't understand how Moose because he talked to his boss about being able to leave early but then all of a sudden they were in Vegas so I was like did he just get an okay to leave for like weeks at a time I don't understand yeah that's interesting I I don't know like there are certain parts of this movie that I feel like with a step-up franchise you have to understand that the main focus of the movies is not necessarily the story or the plot it's the dance it's the sequences yeah. Yeah. and and so so for me I was trying to like keep that in my head even though like the fourth movie I was so frustrated the entire movie but you kind of have to remember that it, it's not necessarily about a storyline which sounds bad <laughs> it, it's about dance so I think for people who were like mega fans of this franchise I could see them like loving this movie because you got all these characters from the past movies who were probably fan favorites and you got to see them all together at once um the thing I thought was a little bit weird was like the mob they were like mad that Sean didn't call them but I was like you didn't ask him either if he wanted to be in it so yeah. why are yeah you that that aspect was a little weird I like I was really confused because again like I said I watched the fourth fourth movie first so when I got to the fifth movie I watched last I was like oh wait this is the entire cast mm-hmm. from the fourth movie like at the very beginning and I was like oh so it was weird to me that that was like a main conflict like, they were like, let's take mm-hmm. the entire cast of the fourth movie and make that be a big conflict of this movie. You know, like, him and his best friend having beef and working out. And and I also, like, 
weirdly kind of liked the like woman who was like the host yes the host alexa brava alexa brava <laughs> it was very like hunger games ass it was yes, very um, hunger games. she looked like she belonged in the capital yeah, it was of the hunger very games. hunger games it reminded me of uh C- caesar right that's his yeah. name from the yeah hunger caesar games. flickman yeah. yeah um i got really hunger games vibes but yeah that that yep. whole thing was interesting i don't know it was like I was watching this movie and I, <laughs> I was like at times I was like I hate this but also I loved it at times so I was like I don't I felt so conflicted. I, I agree I um there's that one scene where she's like talking to the one main dancer of the like whatever crew that was like rigged to win the competition. Oh, yeah. Grim, and, Grim like, Knight. The Grim Knight yes and they like they were like it was like really weird and like on the couch yeah Yeah, on the the open of the hotel instead of in a hotel room yeah Yeah, and I'm like why are you talking out in the open also they're like weirdly making out and like she's and I'm like what is happening here it was just like I was like what's what is happening and then like there was like the music video and it was like look he's in it in like a thong and I'm like what is like there were certain elements that I like thought I actually like enjoyed and then other things i'm like why am i watching this yeah like there was the bit in the the one dance where he like tried to pick her up and she was like what the fuck are you doing i'm like oh this is so uncomfortable it's like why would you do this like oh yeah and i hated it so much but yeah, i yeah. agree yeah do you guys have any more thoughts before we get into favorites nope Mm-mm. okay um so i think favorite character for me was uh andy i agree I would agree as well. I yeah. just want to give a special shout out. I really liked Moose's grandparents. Oh, yeah. I thought they were yeah. really compelling side characters. Like yeah. I yeah. really liked them. I enjoyed all the scenes that they were in. But I agree Both that bald. I think Andy, yeah. I think Andy like got her time to shine. Um, because yeah. I don't think she got enough in her like the movie that was hers, but I liked like all the stuff they gave her in this movie. I actually think it's interesting because I think if I look at the whole franchise as a whole, Andy would probably be maybe my favorite character or top three for sure. Mm-hmm. If I had just seen her in the second movie, I wouldn't have put her in there. Um, but getting to see some of her background really like changed my my opinion on things. Um, but favorite, so I didn't, I don't think I did a favorite scene, but I did a favorite line. It was Sean. He was he was talking. He said. I live in a freaking little storage closet. <laughs> I was like, is he Harry Potter? Like, what is going on? And his voice cracked when he said it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. His acting was not good. In no, that movie. he's not a good it actor. Pretty, it was pretty bad. I like. I know what scene you're talking about, and I like was like, oh, that's pretty cringy. Like, just yeah. the acting. It's yeah. clear why they chose him. Yeah, it was yeah. not for his acting. No, he could have been a terrible dancer, and they could have certainly, just chosen him for sex certainly appeal. was not for his acting. That's all they. That's all they needed. He just, the eye candy. He was there yep. for eye candy. So I thought it was interesting that in the fifth and the third movie they dropped the f bomb. They they gave a fuck. Yeah. It was interesting to me how they decided to use it. Where they're like, let's bring down the fucking house or something like that. And yeah. I'm like the other movie they wasted it like some guy was just like what the fuck and i'm like <laughs> like that's how you're using it like in a throw like if you only get one right like pg-13 movies i think you get like, like right. one or two i'm like why would you use it on like a throwaway line so i'm like at least in this one they like made it a little bit more you know used but actually i didn't write down the the actual line but i thought it was interesting you know where moose is dancing in the the bar and ends up the bachelorette lady mm. kisses him 
in front of Camille, of course, conveniently, she's there <laughs> right when it happens. And I'm like, oh no, movie magic. Um, but I liked that she was like, I was jealous of you and the fact that you like looked so happy and mm-hmm. you're not like, you are not that happy, like with the life you have right now. Right. And I really liked that she was like, I can acknowledge the fact that like, I was upset to see you that happy, like just mm-hmm. dancing and doing your thing. And like, so I really liked that. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is like, so when the crew finds out about the Grim Knight guy being her backup, da- Alexa's backup dancer, mm-hmm. someone in the crew was like, he was her backup dancer. Now he's her private dancer. <laughs> yes. It was yes. The, uh, I, I loved it. Was it. The twins. The, well, yeah, it was one of the yeah, twins. One of the yep. twins. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the Argentinian twins, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Um, so favorite dance sequence. I actually went with the, um, it was like, a fair scene they were at a uh yeah. they were on like a what is it like the spin tilt a whirl or spin yeah teacup something i actually really i love that dance sequence it might have been one of my favorite dance sequences of the entire franchise if we're being honest like i just it was so simplistic but it was done so well and i mean clearly they're both good dancers i mean their their acting skills specifically sean's leave a little bit <laughs> to be know. desired right <laughs> just right. Just, a, just a little bit right but i think in terms of like the dance sequence like i just i loved it It was so simplistic but it worked so well i thought i picked the same scene i thought that was really cool i mm-hmm. thought it was weird that they went to this abandoned fair and it was kind of creepy but there was a guy working the machine (laughs) like the ride but there's no one else there but I liked so ignoring the creepy weird parts of that I liked the dance on the day because it was like movement because the ride was moving Mm -hmm. and there was like horizontal and vertical movement which I think makes for a nice aesthetic yeah yeah I agree I thought it was yeah interesting as well was that your favorite sequence dance sequence yeah yeah I liked that and I also did like the like end bit um where like they had all like the fire and mm-hmm. you know different elements coming together i hate it i will tell you i really hated their their submission video i did not like that dance like did where they not? were like the mad scientist video oh i kind of liked it i just like i don't know i wasn't into it like it just it wasn't working for me hmm. specifically that one i just didn't like i don't know seems- why it seemed highly improbable and dangerous to do that in a lab, but like otherwise it was kind of cool. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's why I don't know. I just like wasn't into that one specifically, but I did like like yeah, I liked the amusement park ride one and I also really liked the end one. I like the sand. I was like, this is oh, the yeah. new water is the sand. Yeah, the deal on the fire and stuff. Um, yeah, that was I agree. That was cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think if we're we're good with that, I think we should just kind of rank what we thought the order okay. of the movies were um so we'll just we'll just each go kind of round robin that works for me um and we also- um just so Tara's aware I mean you've also listened to our episodes as well but we mm-hmm. start yeah start from the end go to the top yeah yes I'm a super fan I'm a super fan but just I just to be clear like that's the way we're doing it you know yeah yeah actually I think since Tara's a guest, why don't you start with your, okay. your worst, yeah. what you think was the worst of the, of the franchise? That sounds good. I'm honored to start. Okay. My worst, my fifth place, I said step up three 3D. I just, it was just terrible. I didn't like anything about it. I didn't really like either of the main characters. And I didn't like the 3D aspects. The slurpy thing made me want to throw up. So yeah, I just didn't like it. Well, so why don't you go? So I put step up four 
as my least favorite movie. Um, I don't know if it's because I watched it first um, out of order. Otherwise, I watched one through five in order, just four, just because of, I watched it with someone else. So it ended up being out of order. But um, I just the two main leads were so uncompelling and there wasn't enough story to keep me interested um, in that movie. There just like, wasn't anything for me that like, I actually was like into. Yeah, that's fair. I, I actually, I went a step up four as well as number five. Um, I agree with you. I just think the storyline was just very, it's been overdone. I've seen it before. I don't need to see it again. It was basically a repeat of the first movie, but worse. So I, I agree with you. I just said before last. Okay. So my fourth place, my second to last place, I did, this might be controversial. I did step up two. So mm-hmm. it's set in Baltimore. It's at MSA. It's basically the first movie, but worse characters, even less plot. And just like, I felt like it was a knockoff of the first. And I just, I didn't like it for that reason. Mm-hmm. That's fair. For number four, I did step up 3D. Um, I have a huge problem with the fact that this movie was filmed for 3D because clearly nobody's going to fucking watch this movie in 3D. Like, no, like 3D fil- like 3D TVs, they don't exist anymore. That was like a hot thing for a, a hot minute. Nobody has a 3D TV. Like, that's not a real thing. The only way people are going to be watching this movie is in 2D probably rented on youtube like we did and it does not work the camera angles don't work it doesn't benefit the dances it doesn't benefit the scenes there is very few there are very few things from this movie that i actually enjoy so i think it gets fourth because of that yeah i i did fourth i did step up three as well pretty much exactly what you said i was actually funny because i was like do we have 3D glasses somewhere in the house that I can wear and watch this movie? Because we used to, you kept 3D glasses after you'd watch a movie. Like it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't show up in 3D though, okay. because on YouTube it's not going to show up in 3D. Right, but yeah, but I yes, agree. but it, yes, it just like the the main characters really just it drug it down. The the side characters were better in this movie. I agree. Okay, so my third place, I did step up four. Um, so it was like. Miami is cool, like a change of pace from the Baltimore and New York scene. But I didn't feel like it had a whole lot. I felt like there's an opportunity for multiculturalism and there was a little bit in the supporting cast, but still it was again, white, white leads. So I was like, well, the Hawkeye from Pretty Little Liars is there. So that like he was hotter and better like to deal with than Chase and Chan Tatum's fine. But I was like, he's better than Chase. And I was like, well, or the other guy, the guy in three. I don't even know who the guy in three was. Luke, some guy. Luke, yeah, some, I was like, some guy. Luke, yeah. yeah, I was like, this is at least a little bit better because it's in a better setting and slightly less appalling person to look at on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, so for number three, I did um step up five all in, and I um. I put it here because I think that it is better than, than three and four. I think it improves on certain characters and elevates them, but there still were certain elements that I really didn't like 
um, that I thought were done better in the first two movies, um, specifically in the soundtrack. I don't think the soundtrack in the fifth movie was anything mm-hmm. special at all. Like I just like there was a lot wrong with it in a general sense. And the choreography was was good. But like there are certain I guess there's certain elements I think worked better in the first two movies for me um, specifically. I agree. Um, so for number three, I did step up two. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with specifically Andy's character. Mm-hmm. And I think that if she had gotten the sort of development in the fifth one that she had gotten in the second, I would have liked the movie a lot more. But um, the main guy, I, what was his name? I don't even know. She's the man. Chase. Chase. He's not compelling. I don't care about him. <laughs> like, we can forget about him. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think the fact that she didn't get enough development, Andy, in Step Up 2 is the reason why I ranked it above, or sorry, below Step Up 5. Okay, so my second place movie is Step Up 5, All In. I thought it was actually, like, I was pleasantly surprised. I really thought going into watching this movie, because I watched them in order, and after watching three and four especially, but also, like, two, I just didn't feel, I was very underwhelmed by those. So seeing Step Up 5, I was like, oh, this is actually a lot better than the previous few movies that I've seen. And I really liked Andy coming out and actually being a real realistic and relatable character. So I think she really brought the whole level of step up five up quite a bit. So that's why I chose it. So for number two, I did step up two. And I certainly agree that Andy is better in the fifth movie um, and the leads are better, but the soundtrack and the choreography are so good in the second movie like I think are the best of the franchise that I think for me because this is a dance focused movie I feel like that those aspects specifically elevated it for me I certainly agree that the yeah the two leads are not the best and like Andy specifically gets better in the fifth movie um but I can look past that and like look at it from a dance standpoint. I think it is elevated because of that for me. Yeah. Number two, I went with step up five. Um, I think it's just because all the characters, you kind of see the realistic, realist, hold on. realistic, realisticity oh, okay. of those characters. Like I don't you think see- that's a word. Okay, fine. You see the most realistic. realistic. They're realistic. <laughs> realistic. I don't know. What do you want? What I word don't do you think want? Those are words. Okay. You see the most realistic characteristics of those characters. Okay. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was correct. runny. It was a runny word on sentence, but sure. Okay. okay. Those are real words. <laughs> because you see Moose, who is seemingly like those kind of perfect character, you see him be human and make a mistake. And you see Andy kind of show her vulnerable side. And I love to see that. And I think Step Up 5, I think because it was the last movie, it was meant for the fans to just really be that moment where they got to watch their favorite characters. And that's why I loved it. Because I thought, you know, the dance sequences were were well done. But I thought the characters, the development of the characters was maybe one of the best movies they had done. Yeah. So for first place, I chose step up one, which I think we all, the first step up, I think we all chose that just because it's, I, w- I called it an original ish idea because obviously there've been lots of dance movies. Um, and I think you said the director for this one had also directed save the last dance. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, 
it's a different version, but it's also like white girl steals the show somehow <laughs> in in a genre yes. that is like dominated by African Americans, where it's like the one thing that white people haven't totally stolen away from African Americans, except we kind of have. Like it's a very appropriated genre. Mm-hmm. It just is. Um, so I just felt like it was original-ish in that sense where I'm like, it's not totally original idea, but it was the most original of the five of, in this franchise, obviously, because it's the first. And I actually felt of all, all of them had the best plot and storyline. I also really like the music. I do think the first two movies have the best soundtrack for sure. And I, I don't know, I just felt like watching the first one, I was more invested in the characters, even like a lot of the side characters. And I can watch step like the first step up. So I, I made you guys watch it many times with me in our youth, for sure. Certainly. It's so great. Whereas I'd only seen step up two once before watching it this time. And then I had not seen three, four and five ever Mm -hmm. step up. Like the original just has, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia, but I do think the acting is a little bit better too. And it's just, it's more enjoyable to watch than any of the other ones. Yeah, I I also put the original Step Up as my number one choice, and I agree with a lot of the same things that you said. I think the story is more almost like realistic in a way, mm-hmm. um, because you become more invested in the characters, and like that's the only movie where a character dies. Like nothing significant mm-hmm. happens in the characters' lives other that's unrelated to dance. I will say. Um, other than the original step up because all the other movies are very focused on the elements of dance and this one takes into effect more things like you look into more aspects like uh, of people's lives that you don't in the other movies Um, so I liked like the character aspect of the first movie and I certainly think that the, the leads are both very compelling. Um, I like both the leads a lot. I like a lot of the side characters and I like like the story that's being told. And certainly I'm sure a lot of it's nostalgia because, you know, it's, it's a movie I've seen tons of times and I watched, you know, when I was relatively younger. Um, but there's a lot like of interesting things that can keep you coming back and, and watching it again and again. Yeah, no, I, I agree with both, what both of you are saying. I mean, you know, um, in terms of a, a cast, in terms of actors and actresses, these are people who actually appear in other, a lot of other movies and things. And and when you get later on in the franchise, I don't know a lot of the actors and actresses who are the leads. Minus like one or two movies, you know, the one guy being in and she's the man. But you get people who are well-respected and known in Hollywood, and so I think that definitely puts it a step above, but <laughs> step above, step up, <laughs> step above. Um, I agree though. I mean, it's hard when you've seen a movie so many times compared to, I hadn't seen, I think I said, had seen part of step up too. I hadn't seen any of these other movies. So it's hard to be subjective when you've seen one movie so many times as compared to a first watch for a lot of these movies. And maybe if I had seen these movies a couple of times, my opinions would change. But I think in terms of just nostalgia and just being a good storyline in terms of, I think this is the best done storyline where a lot of the other movies, they rely so heavily on the dance sequences. I would say Step Up actually probably has some of the less underwhelming dance sequences in terms of like how big they go, maybe because of a budget standpoint. But I think in terms of like a story mixing with the dancing, this is where it's at its best. Well said. I agree with Mm -hmm. both of you. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's a step up. <laughs> Ain't no, doesn't matter what we've been through. You step up, up, I'll step up too. <laughs> yes. That was stuck in my head all day, actually. I it was, yeah, it's Boy, been stuck in my head. Yeah. No matter what we go through, you step up, I'll step up too. It don't matter what the haters say, as long as you are my boo. But yeah, I mean, this this i don't know it was fun it was fun to have it was, it was fun it was interesting to have someone else like on the podcast you know what i mean yeah. because we're so used to just me and you going back and forth right and so to have a third person it's interesting to get another perspective right i feel like me and you are pretty similar because mm-hmm. yeah, we, you guys are basically the same person yeah because <laughs> we grew up together we're in a lot of ways yes yes right and it's not like we saw you a lot growing up too tara like it's not like we didn't but it's interesting to get a different perspective and to kind of mm-hmm. see it from a different angle like no cool hannah tara's a complete stranger to us yeah i've just met you a couple hours ago. she just she just crashed her zoom session we don't know who she is i've literally never met you guys before obviously thank you for coming on the podcast agreeing to do this yes oh, yeah thank you for having me this is so much fun and Thank we'll definitely we'll post your uh like social media links and your your tutoring business and all that. Yes. Um, if anyone wants to send us their their favorite step up movie, uh, we do have an email and a Instagram and Twitter you can reach us at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you want to view the Slurpee scene and get back to us on <laughs> and what a ridiculous thing it was, Gross. please do because like I can't even. I can't even begin to describe like what I witnessed. It was a a scene. Certainly was a scene. <laughs> so uncomfortable. So horrifying. <laughs> I just like I don't even know. But yeah, I mean, thank you for listening. Um I don't know why people listen to us to be honest. <laughs> like every time we see like an international, like a person from a different state, we're like, why? <laughs> why is anyone spending their time doing this? But we appreciate it definitely. Certainly. Yeah, but I remain your super fan. Yes, I'm proud oh, yes. of it. You are one of our like t-shirt. You are one of our two super fans. <laughs> yeah, it's like two, you, two super fans. The other you... super fan also live in my city. Yes. yes. Okay, yes. I figured. <laughs> yes, yes. The other super fan does live in your city. I figured as much. We have some loyalty. <laughs> she, uh, she will. We're, 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 we're trying to figure out what what episode to get her on, but she will yeah. make an appearance at some point. For nice. sure, certainly. Yeah, I look forward to that one. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, um, <laughs> bye. 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 Aristotle Tutoring LLC on Google. Thank you. What is it's that? A, you're it's a baby that. shot of tequila. What is it? Oh. What is that cap? Is that it's the cap to the tequila because I already packed oh with all my shot glasses. Oh, so dirty. So I, and I don't have all my salt is packed in my line. I don't, didn't have any oh limes my and my hot sauce was packed. So okay, go ahead and take your shot. Here's okay. to you, dad. Here's to you, dad. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, that's good. Now I feel better. All right, are you ready now? I feel better. <clears throat> yeah, I'm ready now. Okay. I'm gonna you want to clap sync? Ready? Yeah, and, then super I'll, and then I'll start us off. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.